الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة النصوحة سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم So earlier in the session when we had covered uh, tawbah, or repentance, as elucidated by Imam Ghazali rahimahullah, he went into tremendous detail with the nature of tawbah, what it entails, how to perform it, how often it should be done, who should do it. And we learned from it uh, very quickly that first and foremost, no one is spared from tawbah. You will never reach a state in your life really for that matter in your day where you could say that I'm exempt from repenting to Allah Ta'ala and because we recognize that it's not a matter of just am I sinful, am I committing sins most of us are in that place where we're committing sins so certainly tawbah applies to us but it's far beyond that it's those times where we are heedless of Allah it's those times where we have some doubt about Allah it's our inability to progress toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala quickly these are all reasons that the believer must engage in tawbah, in repentance. And in particular, we highlighted that it is through tawbah that we actually advance ourselves. So tawbah is not a means of us looking back and holding ourselves back, but rather it's releasing ourselves from the shackles that hold us down so that we can actually ascend in our progression toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what a take-home from that was that periodically, at some interval, everyone should do tawbah. And there's no hard and fast rule, but certainly once in a person's life, you know, once in a year. And for someone who's serious about their deen, for the average believer, at least a couple of times in the day. Right? And this is why we emphasize the importance of seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness with conscious istighfar at least twice in a day, in the morning and in the evening, where you sit down and you really focus in on how your day went and you ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive you. Right? You say Astaghfirullah with your heart, with your tongue, and you ask that Allah Ta'ala remove the effects of the sins that you performed during the day or the effects of your heedlessness that you engaged in during the day, the effects of that time that you spent without Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. These are all things worthy of repentance. So every morning and every evening we say that for the for the for the average believer, at least at this interval, we should engage in uh, istighfar, which is a form you can say of tawbah. Now, that's a reasonable approach for the common believer, but for the sadik who is seeking Allah Taala, that's not enough, and. The reason it's not enough is because tawbah is more than an action. Or you could say tawbah is more than an act. It is, it's, al- it's almost a, a state. It's a state. It's a state that you find yourself in that you're constantly remorseful toward Allah Ta'ala. And I can't say this well, but Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he describes this so beautifully. He says that for the person who's on this journey toward Allah, which is essentially all of us, the Sadiqeen, he says that the journey is of two wings. 
and you need these two wings in order to fly. And on one wing, you have this recognition of Allah Ta'ala's grace upon you. And the other wing is your constant awareness of the flaws in your own soul and your own deeds. So once you are on the journey of progressing toward Allah Ta'ala, then you try to find, you try to put yourself in this state where you're constantly in this awareness that number one, Allah Ta'ala is really merciful and Allah Ta'ala's grace is so powerful. And on the other wing that you're flying with is this awareness of flaws in your own soul and in your own deeds. So much so that once this state takes over you, it becomes kind of your every breath. That you're constantly checking back, you're constantly interacting with Allah and basically saying, Ya Allah, you are great and I am weak. Right? It's this state that you achieve because this is basically a constant form of tawbah. If a person is constantly having this conversation with their Allah, then they need to actually have a dedicated period of time where you're asking Allah to forgive you. I mean, it's still there, I'm not negating that. But it becomes less important because you're constantly in a state of tawbah, meaning your life, your breath is tawbah. Your each heartbeat is basically, your existence is dependent, sorry, your existence is defined by tawbah. It's a subtle point, right? And it takes time to get to this state, but it must be achieved. And this state is it's very interesting because this exact description actually comes in a form of istighfar that we've many of us have heard and it's in uh, it's in hadith right in Sahih Bukhari actually the Prophet ﷺ had taught us about a supplic about a type of istighfar that if we recite it in the morning and we pass away by the evening that we're given Jannah and if we recite it in the evening and we pass away in the morning then we're given Jannah and that's Sayyidul Sayyidul Istighfar the best form of istighfar now we've probably you know read this to ourselves or maybe we've heard it right Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta khalaqtani and I think we've gone over this in detail once before and maybe we'll do it at some point in the future. But I want to highlight one part of it. So he says, Right? This should be the state of the Salik. That you're constantly appreciative of Allah Ta'ala's ni'mah and His grace upon you. Ya Allah, I appreciate, I recognize your bounties upon me, your grace upon me. What abu ubidambi, and I also recognize at the same time my own wrongdoings. One wing and the other wing. Now the Prophet advised us to say it twice in a day, at least, this entire dawn. It's very long. Um, but this should this should be the state of our heart as well. That we're constantly in the state where we recognize that Allah Ta'ala is full of grace and full of mercy and full of bounty and we are absolutely nothing. And if we were left to our own means, we would be doomed. If we were left to our own means, we would fail. And But that's the beauty of this, is that you can't fail if you have this state. As much as you're, uh, as much as you're expressing failure to Allah, you're actually, uh, you're actually, this is resulting in success for you. That's the beauty of the state. As much as you feel like you are expressing failure, you're actually bringing upon yourself success. So this is the state that we should try to achieve. You have this conversation with Allah, that Ya Allah, 
you are incredible and I am nothing. That's my tawbah to you, ya Allah. I don't even need to say anything more. <laughs> I mean, this is the state of my heart. When you're walking, when you're by yourself, and you say, ya Allah, you're incredible and I am absolutely nothing. That's tawbah. That's, the, that's you turning back to Allah and acknowledging that you are nothing. We're absolutely nothing. You know, to be honest, whether we sin or whether we perform a righteous deed, we're still nothing in Allah's eyes, right? Whether we sin, whether we perform a righteous deed, does that affect Allah in any way, shape, or form? If I was to sin right now, would it decrease Allah Ta'ala's greatness in any way? No. If I was to perform a righteous deed right now, would that increase Allah Ta'ala's greatness in any way? No, it wouldn't. So that means that we're that, you could say, worthless when it comes to Allah Ta'ala. And so when we sin, we're transgressing against Allah. When we are striving in our deeds, we're transgressing against Allah as well. Because no one can say that my deed is worthy of being presented to my Allah. We can't say that. We can't make that claim. The Prophet didn't feel like he could make that claim. Who are we to make that claim? And he was the most perfect in his worship. So, okay, so then we recognize that, Ya Allah, we're nothing. We're weak. I have nothing to show you. But Ya Allah, I do recognize and I do appreciate that you are everything and you are greater than everything. That's my tawbah. That's my constant state of reflection, which is a form of repentance between me and my Lord. So if you're able, now it takes time to achieve this. This doesn't happen overnight. But this is one of the advantages of trying to progress in your, in your deen, is that these states begin to enter into your life. Now, Ramadan is the perfect time to experience this. When you're in Irtikaf and you have all this time to think and reflect and express and converse with Allah, this is the perfect time to do so. Because you have hours to yourself where you could just repeat this in your own mind. Ya Allah, I'm nothing, you are everything. I'm nothing, you are everything. Ya Allah, this is my tawbah for you. Right? But then even outside of Ramadan, you can experience this as well. Now, so, so for, the, for the person who's striving toward Allah Ta'ala and trying to progress along this journey toward Allah Ta'ala and becoming closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And remember, this is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. But the state, a state that you eventually want to reach is that state where you can feel comfortable within this, you could say, constant state of tawbah. Because this will, this not only, not only is this the reality of this world, meaning it's not lip service, Right? I mean, when you're telling Allah that, Ya Allah, you are everything and I am nothing, you know, in your in early stages of spiritual development, that's just lip service. This doesn't come from the heart. But in later stages of development, you recognize that this is, there's nothing more truthful than this statement. I don't need to even utter it. It's just, this is, this is reality. But anyways, so it takes time to reach that state, but that should be a goal as well for us. When we reach that state, then we appreciate that Allah Ta'ala, you're great, I'm nothing, who else am I going to turn to but you? It's like a, it's like a rhetorical thought. You don't have to ask Allah to forgive you. He knows that you need to be forgiven. Right? Now we ask it because it's sunnah to ask it. And because the dua says to ask it. Right? But you almost don't need to ask. You know, you don't need to beg. I mean, because your state is a state of, uh, uh, of, of need. When you're desperately in need of something, it's written all over your face. You don't need to ask for something. You know, if someone's standing, uh, you know, on the side of the road and they've lost their job a year ago and they have no money to their name, they don't have to ask you for money. You know they need money and you're willing to give it. 
So for the believer, it's the same way. You know, we ask because it's sunnah, and we ask because we're taught to ask, but if our state is such, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they say that if you are, that the best dua, the best supplication that a person can make is Alhamdulillah. So you wonder, how is it? How is Alhamdulillah dua? Alhamdulillah translates roughly as all praises to Allah. But what kind of dua is that? I'm not asking Allah for anything. But the ulama say that, look, when you praise Allah Ta'ala abundantly, He just takes care of you. You don't need to ask. You, you become that close to Him. You become, He, He, he recognizes how dependent you are on him because of your praise that he gives you whatever you need. Right? This is from the hadith of the Prophet So, in a similar way, if, you're, if the state of your heart is, you could say, in this constant state of prostration, uh, in which it's engaged in a form of tawbah that's not verbal, but rather it's your internal state, then hopefully, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will, will grant you that same reward. So, for the sadiq, that's this is the take-home point. In that we talk about tawbah, we talk about istighfar, we talk about repentance, we talk about these as individual acts that should be performed on a regular basis, and they should be, and they're part of the routine of every believer. In fact, the Prophet as a part of his routine, had istighfar every single day. Right? We'll talk about that in the in the coming days as well. But we have to start thinking beyond that if we're really serious about our deen and if we're spirit, serious about our spiritual development think that, okay, it's not just a matter of lip service. It's not even just a matter of focused, dedicated time where I do this, although that's a part of it. But rather, this has to be a state that I eventually achieve in which I can have this constant conversation with Allah through my heart that, Ya Allah, you are great and I am nothing. And this becomes my form of tawbah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to uh, be, be regular and turning back to him. May Allah Ta'ala make us uh, from amongst those that are freed from his fire during these last 10 days. And, uh, and may Allah Ta'ala allow uh, our hearts to be cleansed of its filth uh, over the um, uh, the next uh, 10 days of this month.